Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave review so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He has to say about the Gamecocks heading into the 2023 football season. So we start with his preseason top 40. And I want to mention this because this was something I even did not realize. 
when I first looked at it because what jumps out to me is that Clemson sits at number two. But Phil Steele is very quick to point out. First off, he does a preseason top 40 and he does power ratings. They are two different things. So these ratings are based on where he projects teams to finish in the final rankings, right? So he says they reflect not only talent, but also the strength of schedule and where and how each team should finish the season. Over the past 10 years, 495 of the 576 teams that he has listed in his top rankings have made it to bowl eligibility at an 86% clip. So, Phil Steele knows what he is talking about. But when you hear these preseason top 40, this is where he projects teams will finish. So it's kind of confusing because it's a preseason top 40, but it's more so like his projected postseason top 40, if that makes sense. Either way, we will go down the list. At number one, we'll highlight all the SEC teams. Actually, we'll just go through the entire top 40 and where South Carolina is, of course. At number one, he's got Georgia. Number two, Clemson. So Phil Steele is very high on the Clemson Tigers. He believes they will return to national prominence and will be a college football playoff caliber team in 2023. At number three, he has Michigan. Number four, Bama. Number five, Ohio State. Number six, Penn State. Number seven, Southern Cal. Number eight, Florida State. Number nine, LSU. Number 10, Notre Dame. Number 11, Texas. Also number 11, somehow, someway, Texas A&M. I don't know if that's a misprint or what have you, but uh, Texas A&M following Texas. Number 13, he has Wisconsin. Number 14, he has Washington. 15, Oregon. Okay? Then we get to 16th, Utah. 17th, Iowa. 18th, Oregon State. 19th, Tennessee. 20th, Oklahoma. 21st, North Carolina, the Gamecocks' week one opponent. 22nd, Toledo. 23rd, Pitt. 24th, UTSA, 25th, TCU, 26th, Ole Miss, 27th, South Alabama, 28th, UCLA, 29th, Kansas State, 30th, Miami, 31st, the South Carolina Gamecocks. And here is his short excerpt on South Carolina. The Gamecocks appear to be headed to 6-6 six and six last year, but they knocked both Tennessee and Clemson out of the playoff chase. They have momentum quarterback Spencer Rattler, and my number one special teams unit again. So 31st in his postseason or preseason top 40, which is how he thinks the Gamecocks will finish, he has them 31st. So he has South Carolina finishing this season outside of the top 25. Rounding out the rest of the top 40, he's got SMU at 32nd, Boise State 33rd, Tulane 34th, Kentucky 35th, Air Force 36th, NC State 37th, Illinois 38th, Texas Tech 39th, and Maryland at 40th. So that is your preseason top 40, which is really an indication of the postseason top 40. I think you could do probably a better job of making that clear. But either way, that is how Phil Steele projects teams will finish in the the 2023 season. Also, guys, he ranks the Gamecock schedule last year. I believe he said he had it 48th or 49th toughest in all of college football. This year, the second toughest schedule 
in all of college football. So as we knew, a gauntlet for South Carolina. There's two Gamecocks on Phil Steele's preseason All-American teams. At second team, you've got punter Kai Kroger. And third team, you've got wide receiver Juice Wells. You then look at the All-SEC team. Juice Wells is a first-team wide receiver. Kai Kroger is your first-team punter. So two on the first team. You've got a couple on the third team. Tonka Hemingway, defensive line, defensive tackle specifically. Uh, Marcellus Dial at defensive back is on the third team. And then Hunter Rogers, long snapper, is on the third team as well. No Spencer Rattler on any of these all-SEC teams. Xavier Leggett is a fourth-team kick returner. But that is it when it comes to the Gamecocks all-SEC players on Phil Steele's preseason all-SEC teams, at least. As we look at Phil Steele's SEC forecast, and again, really excited to get Phil on later this summer. So he can go through, obviously, we'll walk through these. He'll explain everything. But uh, obviously, just wanted to give you an idea where Phil Steele and what he thinks about the Gamecocks and the rest of the SEC going into the 2023 season. As we look at the SEC West, he's got Alabama, number one, LSU, number two, Texas A&M finishing in a tie of second with LSU, Ole Miss at fourth, Arkansas, fifth, Auburn, sixth, and Mississippi State, seventh. So Alabama winning the SEC West over LSU. As we move to the SEC East, surprise, surprise, he's got the Georgia Bulldogs winning the SEC East once again, Tennessee in second. In third, he has South Carolina, and here's what he has to say about the Gamecocks. In 2021, the Gamecocks had a first-time head coach and two first-time coordinators and were a dog in nine games, but upset North Carolina in the bowl game 38-21, to and Beamer got a mayo bath at 7-6. and six. Last year, they had 14 returning starters and were a stronger team. This time, they were a dog in eight games, and at 6-4, and four, they knocked both Clemson and Tennessee out of the playoff chase with shocking upsets. They nearly beat Notre Dame in the bowl in an 8-5 and five year, and number 23 in the AP, despite being minus 80 yards per game in SEC play. South Carolina did have my number one special teams unit. South Carolina faces a plus 47 tougher schedule, but does have plus 28 all-conference points returning and are a stronger team. They also get both Florida and Kentucky at home. So what I think is interesting about this, though, guys, he doesn't give game-by-game predictions, obviously, but if you read between the lines, for South Carolina to finish third in the SEC East, I think they're going to have to win eight games. Like, I I think they are. I mean, maybe there's a scenario. I mean, worst case, I guess you could say worst case, you're going two and two in non-conference play. Let's just say you lose to UNC and Clemson. So I I guess maybe there's a path to where you could finish third in the SEC East and go you know, five and three in SEC play, but go two and two in your non-conference? I I guess there's a path to that. There most certainly is. But you would think Carolina would be an eight-win team if they're finishing third in the conference. It, It just, I guess what surprises me is to finish third in the conference, but be 31st in his preseason top 40, which is his postseason top 40, basically, where he thinks every team's gonna finish. It would really surprise me if the Gamecocks 
finished third in the East, but finished outside the top 25. That would somewhat surprise me. Either way, he's got Kentucky finishing fourth. Florida also. So both these teams tied for fourth, but Kentucky ahead of Florida. Missouri sixth and Vanderbilt finishing seventh. Now, these are always fun. The unit rankings, because I think it gives you a really interesting look in regards to what Phil Steele, we did this with Athlon, right? What they think about where the position units rank in the conference. Now, I will do this when we get Phil Steele in the airways, but I got to give Phil some hell here. I, I, I do, because like, for example, the quarterback position. You got all 14 teams listed here, right? And he ranks, as we've seen before with Athlon, they rank the position units in the SEC. Who's got the best, second, third, fourth, fifth. For example, quarterback, okay? Phil Steele has Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Mississippi State all listed as one. So all of those teams, he has tied for first. I I, I just you gotta pick one. Like, like that. What's the point of doing a ranking? Then he has four teams tied for seventh. So he's got six teams tied for first, and he's got four teams tied for seventh. I mean, how does that work out? Right? So, anyways, here's how South Carolina stacks up in these SEC unit rankings for Phil Steele. Tied for first at quarterback. Again, what does that really mean, though? You're tied with six other teams, five other teams. What does it mean? South Carolina tied for first at quarterback. 13th in running back. Not a surprise. Eighth at receiver. Ninth at offensive line. So a little bit higher on the O-line than Athlon was, but still bottom of the SEC. Ninth and O-line. 13th in defensive line. 13th in linebacker. So the front seven is a concern. The front seven, guys, it is justified that the front seven is a concern. Seventh in defensive back. He's got South Carolina number one in special teams and fourth in coaching. And here's how the coaching is broken down. Georgia and Alabama are tied for first in coaching. That I can live with, okay? You don't want to pick between Kirby and Saban. Fine, I'd still like you to pick, but whatever. It is what it is. Third, you have Texas A&M. Jimbo, you know, you got Bobby Petrino on staff as well. Okay, fine. Then he's got Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, and Kentucky. All tied for fourth. Again, Phil. (laughs) I mean, dude, just make a pick. Just rank somebody, my guy. I understand that Phil Steele, you know, he wants to keep good relationships up because he leans on these coaches for information and what have you, but like, come on, dude. Either way, I digress. Like I said, guys, when it comes to these, you know, when we're talking about these these preseason magazines, I'm not going to go through every single excerpt because, again, you know, it's one of those things. Number one, we're going to get Phil Steele on the show, and I'm going to get him to go through every single one of these. But number two, I don't want to spoil all the work they've done. I feel like it's one of those things. This is their work. Go buy the magazine if you want to see everything. But I'm just giving you the highlights of what Phil Steele has to say. So, Here is what Phil has for his overall 2023 forecast. 
for South Carolina, okay? This is what he has to say. And there's a full breakdown of offense, defense, but I'm just going to give you the overall forecast. He says this. South Carolina was just 2-8 in 2020. Shane Bieber had no head coaching experience, and his OC in D.C. did not have any Power 5 coordinator experience. Neither did Beamer, in quotes. The Gamecocks did draw both A&M and Auburn out of the West and Clemson and non-con and figured to be a dog in eight games. Their Vegas over-under was three and a half wins. At five and five, they beat Auburn to get to a bowl and after a blowout loss to Clemson, upset North Carolina 38-21. to And Beamer got a mayo bath for a seven-win season. Beamer did a great job in the portal, landing quarterback Rattler, tight end Stogner, free safety Reed, and others. Last year, they had a Vegas over-under of five and a half again, but opened five and two with a four-game win streak and were ranked AP for first time since 2018. They lost to Missouri and Florida, were six and four, and appear headed to another six and six year, but knocked both Tennessee and Clemson out of a possible playoff spot with two huge upsets before a close loss to Notre Dame in the bowl. They were minus 80 yards per game in SEC play, had three net upsets, and the schedule goes from number 49 and number two this year, which are all signs pointing down. Last year, the special teams were the big factor that got them to eight wins, but this year, the offense should be improved if it plays like the end of last year. Only 10 starters are back, and they are number 82 on my experience chart. Beamer is two for two outperforming expectations, and they are one of the top teams in the SEC East. So, what really stands out, too, is the schedule is significantly... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply harder and there's not a ton of experience and, and I think the big one guys that jumps out to me and we'll get into this as we get into our position at preview series which is until end of July beginning of August but you know the reason that number that number felt low to me but it's, he's not factoring in Jalen Nichols because Jalen Nichols is going to miss part of the season if not the entire season right last year what I thought was interesting Carolina on the offensive front returned all five starters and 129 career starts. Seven guys that came back last year started six games or more in a season. 
But it was a disappointing year yet again up front. Gamecocks had 119 rushing yards per game and gave up 31 sacks. The losses, guys, coming in this year, you only return two starters. It was three, but Jalen Nichols is down and out. So you lost second-team SEC right guard Jovan Gwynn. You lost center Eric Douglas. And you lost right tackle Dylan Wanham and two backups, right? 86 career starts is what returns for South Carolina. And here's the thing about Phil Steele's magazine, guys, that I would say stands out above the rest. Phil talks to these coaches one-on-one, right? They go through the depth charts with him and all. So I don't think in regards to if you want a, I think this is going to be your most accurate representation of what South Carolina is going to look like on opening day. Like this is going to be like, when you look at this depth chart, this is coming straight from Shane Beamer's mouth. So I give a lot of credit to these depth charts in Phil Steele's magazine. And that, to me, folks, is what is so interesting. Because I look at the 2023 projected starting lineup. I look at the 2023 depth chart that Phil Steele has set. So this is how he goes on the offense. Of course, Spencer Rattler under center. Juju McDowell at running back. Here's where it gets really interesting, though. Okay? He lists the depth chart in a three-wide receiver set with one tight end. Here are your starting wide receivers. Juice Wells. Xavier Leggett. Those are both expected. Who does he have starting in the third wide receiver spot? Nicholas Harbour. Nicholas Harbour is listed as a starter in his depth chart. And you have to think, again, these are direct conversations with Shane Beamer. So, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Nicholas Harbour is going to be seeing the field a lot sooner than any of us, or at least me, at least yours truly, expected. So, Nicholas Harbour, listed as a starting wide receiver. Trey Knox listed at tight end on the offensive line. Vershawn Lee at center. Trey Jones at right guard. Nick Gargiulo at left guard. Ja'Kai Moore at right tackle. And Sidney Fugar at left tackle. Of course, Mitch Jeter listed as your starting kicker on the defensive side. The Gamecocks go like this on Phil Steele's projected starting lineup, his depth chart, if you will. Jordan Strawn at one defensive end, Huntley and Hemingway in the middle, and Tyreek Johnson at the other defensive end. I'm not sure. Let's see. Based off what I'm seeing, guys, I don't think his depth chart... Okay, never mind. It does. Yes, his depth chart includes Jotius Gear. So... He's got Jotius Gear from Syracuse backing up Tyreek Johnson. Very interesting. At the linebacker position, he's got Debo Williams at the weak side linebacker. Stone Blanton at middle linebacker. In the secondary, at nickelback, David Spaulding. At the corners, O'Donnell Fortune and Marcellus Dial. At the safeties, Nick Emanuori at the strong safety, DQ Smith at the free safety, and Kai Kroger as your starting punter. But again, guys, the big thing that sticks out there, Nicholas Harbour listed as a starter on Phil Steele's depth chart. That is very, very interesting. That is very interesting. As we look at some of the other things on this second page, the schedules included... Uh, 2023 returning starter, six on the offensive side, four on the defensive side. 
You return 37 lettermen, 13 on offense, 20 on defense, 4 on special teams. You lost 31 lettermen. What's really interesting, he lists against the spread numbers for Shane Beamer, okay? 15 and 11 against the spread in the first two years. As a home favorite, the Gamecocks are 5-2. and two. Home underdog, the Gamecocks are 4-3 and three against the spread. As Get this, guys. As an away favorite, the Gamecocks are 2-0. and oh. So when the Gamecocks are favored on the road, they win. Or they cover the spread, at least. As an away underdog, Gamecocks are 3-4. and four. In conference, South Carolina in the SEC is 7-9. and nine. This is all coming under Shane Beamer, of course. In non-conference, how about this? In non-conference, South Carolina is 8-2. and two against the spread, and coming off of a straight-up loss. So when South Carolina loses a game the following week, they are 7-3 and three against the spread under Shane Beamer. So South Carolina has been pretty good. They've been a pretty good team to bet on, especially coming off of a loss. They bounce back and typically bounce back in a big way. Now, some of the things I love here are the little tidbits, the stats, if you will, that Phil Steele includes in the schedule. Uh, just going down the list, North Carolina – he mentions that South Carolina has won seven of the last nine meetings. Get this. Uh, fourth time in the last 11 years that these two teams open up against each other. Gamecocks are 2-0 and straight up in openers under Shane Beamer. And again, like we mentioned, 8-2 and against the spread in non-conference play. So, the Vegas numbers tell you that there's a very good chance the Gamecocks, you know, with the spread being won, don't just cover the spread, but win that game straight up. Looking down some of the others, uh, you look at Georgia, Carolina's lost three of their four last four SEC, or excuse me, three of their last four road openers. They've lost three of their last four road openers. So, get this, Gamecocks are 6-2 and two against the spread versus SEC West foes, including four outright upsets. How about that? They mentioned that when talking about the game against Mississippi State. Speaking of the Tennessee game, here's a stat for you. Carolina's just 3-18 and all-time in Knoxville. But two of those wins came in the last six trips. So Tennessee did a lot of their damage against South Carolina back in the 90s, if you will. As we all know, the first win in Knoxville didn't even come until 2005. Another fun stat, Shane Beamer's 8-8 eight and eight against the spread as an underdog. But they've pulled seven outright upsets. Okay. Again, continuing down the list, like I said, guys, there's a ton of stats here. Ton of stats, ton of different things. How about this stat in the South Carolina-Missouri series? The under is 9-2 and two in the series. This goes all the way back to the first meeting. So the under is 9-2 and two in the series with an average combined of 46 points per game in the meetings between South Carolina and Missouri. So... I mean, you'd probably expect another low-scoring game this year with Missouri's defense being... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I think one of the best in the SEC. Continuing down the list, uh, let's see. Gamecocks, of course, against Texas A&M. They've lost all four meetings at College Station. Gamecocks are 2-2 two and two 
against the spread. South Carolina has lost their last five trips to SEC West foes by 22.6 points per game and 0-5 against the spread. So all the last five SEC road trips against West teams have gone very, very poorly. <laughs> very, very poorly. Uh, you look at Jacksonville State, South Carolina's four notes against the spread or straight up and against the spread versus group of five foes under Beamer. Entering 23, South Carolina has covered seven of the last eight as a double-digit favorite. Let's see. South Carolina against Vandy won 13 straight meetings on a 7-1 and one against the spread run against Vandy. Wow, Gamecocks have been really good against Vandy. Not only did they beat Vandy, but they've blown them out. Um, Gamecocks have put up over 200 rushing yards in eight of the last meetings, which is insane because Phil also mentioned in this preview, South Carolina's had one 1,000-yard rusher in the last nine years. So Carolina has not ran the ball well. Kentucky, Carolina's 2-7 and seven straight up and covered twice in the last 10 meetings, but they did pull out their outright upset last year. Five of the last six meetings have been decided by double digits. So it's typically a blowout against Kentucky. That's interesting. And then finally, Clemson, guys. Uh, you look at this against some interesting stats. The home team is 1-4 straight up and 0-5 against the spread in the last five matchups. Interesting stuff. Anyways, guys, there's tons of stuff. There's tons of stats, if you will. Phil Steele's 2023 college football preseason magazine, and that is his breakdown of his thoughts on the Gamecocks entering the 2023 football season.